Hi everyone and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I am your host, Autumn Frisbee. All right, um, hi everyone, and I am honored to have a special guest on my show today, Sam Sorbo. Sam Sorbo is an education freedom advocate and an expert on home learning. She joins me today to not only share her wisdom on homeschooling, but also to share with us an exciting event that she has coming up in June called the Playbook for Home Learning Conference, which will be in Port St. Lucie, Florida. I'm thrilled to have you on the podcast, so let's jump into our discussion. Let's do that. You have a very interesting and impressive list of accomplishments and titles from biomedical engineer at Duke University to model, actress, producer, and now home education advocate. So for those who aren't familiar with you, could you please share a little bit more about yourself with our listeners? Well, okay, putting all that stuff aside, I I got married. It was hard for us to get to have children. Uh, It took us a while, and um, we did a little extra work to get there. And then my son, we moved to the, to the schools, to the better schools, you know, um, how they tell you, oh, the, these are better schools. So we moved, actually. And my son went to first and second grade, and I became increasingly disappointed in the way the school was behaving. And it wasn't like, I like the teacher, but the teacher was doing some things that just didn't really jive. And I just said to Kevin... I said, you know, I could homeschool. I was sort of joking, but I was like, I could homeschool him and fail and we'd still be better off than what was happening in the school. And, um, and I didn't, I guess I didn't know the half of it because now all the stuff that's coming out since, uh, since COVID has sort of, um, lifted, you know, lifted the, the veil, so to speak on, on what's happening behind the scenes. I mean, I was just looking at like the little, the little issues with, I never, I never saw his book reports come back. And then one day I asked her, Hey, how are his book reports? Cause I've never seen one, you know, graded. And her, her answer came so quickly. Oh, not very good. And I was like, well, what, how come I'm just hearing he's done five of them? Why am I only hearing this now when I've asked, when I accidentally basically ask you, do you know what I mean? And, and little things like that. So uh, mine was basically like a performance sort of issue. Like I just felt like he was getting lost in the weeds, so to speak. And I would go pick him up from school and she said, oh, today was a great day because he helped this other little boy with his math. And, you know, the other little boy is sort of a problem child. And I'm like, well, that's nice. Not his job. You know, like just just the stuff that was happening. But now, now we're seeing in the schools, we're seeing CRT, we're seeing child sex grooming, pornography, uh, you know, uh, transgender activism, where they're basically actively trying to get your child to commit to changing their genders. In California, they just passed a law that the child can get, I thought it was the COVID shot, without their parents' consent. And they can they can offer medical attention to teenagers without the parents' consent. So they're 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 actually seeking to keep secrets from the parents. I mean, if that's not 
grooming and nefarious activity. I don't know what, like, that's just not acceptable to me. So, so I pulled my kids out and I thought, okay, we're going to do this thing. And I dotted all my I's and crossed all my T's. I had all the books. I checked every box and I drove myself crazy. And about a year and a half later, I put him back in a little Christian school for six weeks. I lasted six weeks. And then I, I finally realized, no, you know, this is, this is, it's wrong to outsource the education of your children. Full stop. It's wrong to do it. Yeah. So just going back to um, when you first, when your son was in school, it was the lack of transparency, but now it's actually dangerous and destructive for students who are currently in the public school system. Um, so that was the catalyst really for you to start to homeschool. And how many years ago was that? Well, let's see, uh, well over a decade ago. Okay. Yeah. And you see how it's just spiraled completely out of control now. Well, that's my point. That's my point is as, as parents today, I don't know, I don't understand parents who leave their children in school today, who still commit their children to school. I, and, and the only explanation I have is that they've been so indoctrinated by the schools that they went to, to consign their precious children into this nefarious system of abuse. Um, I, it's a brainwashing. It's, you know what it is? It's like, um, it's like they are the, the battered women, right? They're battered women and they're not going to leave their, their batterer. That's why parents who get upset that they're teach that they've got this, you know, textbook or whatever. And they're like, this is terrible. Kids shouldn't do. I demand an apology. I'm like, it's too late for that, dude. The, the school chose to put that in front of your child. If it's wrong, then remove the child from the offense. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the current school system is completely broken and failing in so many ways. But I do feel that, like, even for myself, I didn't think I would homeschool. Some people think I can't do it. But parents need to know that they can, you know, and to encourage them in that way, to think of a different way of education. Well, that's it, is to educate differently. So I don't call it homeschooling because it's not school. Because the last thing you want to do is school. And and by the way, that's partly why parents say they can't do it, is because the last thing they want to do is school. But they ought to take a bit of their own sort of their own advice or their own medicine. And if, if school is so abhorrent to you, then maybe you shouldn't be doing school with your kids. Like, why don't you save them the trouble? Like, it's almost like parents are, uh, school was awful for me. So I'm going to subject my child to that so that, because, you know, he should be just as damaged as I am. No, come on. You can, and by the way, it's so much more fun to keep your kids home. My gosh. Oh yeah. And there's so much freedom. And we know that because we have homeschooled, but for the parents who are feeling like they're still stuck in the system, they, I mean, they need to just get out and to um, experience the freedom that we have. And I think that's where we come in to encourage them and say, look, there's another way. And, um, and that's what you're going to be providing at the Playbook for Home Learning Conference. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how that idea came about? Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about it, actually, because I've been working on this for, like I said, over a decade. I've written a couple books, and I've written a ton of articles and done an innumerable amount of podcasts and interviews. And, of course, I did my TV show on Epic TV also, which really forced me to, to formulate what I'm now calling the Playbook for Home Learning. And it is, 
it is the the blueprint uh, blueprint for thinking about education differently. So I just actually got off an interview with a gal, and she's like, "But what about um, how do you structure the day?" And I said to her, "You see, you're you're coming at this from the point of view, uh, from the from the viewpoint that you've been educated into." that you need structure and you presuppose that you need structure. You presuppose that you need a curriculum. You presuppose that you need a desk and you have to sit at it for eight hours a day. And that's not education. That's all schooling. And so we're throwing all that out. Now that's not to say that you don't need a desk, but I'm just trying to get you to, to snap out of these, um, the confines that have been put on you by school because school taught you what education was, but they taught you wrong. And so now when you think education, you think the wrong thing. And so the playbook for home learning, I'm calling it home learning because it's not school and it's just a different way of going about the education of your child that is much more freeing and uh, much more accessible to you just as a human being. So you don't have to go back to all of your school book learning that you got or didn't get as the case may be. And I always find it ironic that parents say, Oh, I, I couldn't because I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how. And I'm like, but you went through school. Didn't you glean anything from school? And it's like, no. And I'm like, well, then why would you put your child in that system? You know, (laughs) there's just, there's just a better way. And what's great about it. So I'll tell you a quick story. My, I've got three kids. My oldest is an actor and I'm an actor. So I've sort of got that covered. I can, I can manage his education, right? I give him the basics and then we work on some of the stuff that he's interested in. And I've got that covered. My second child is very much the engineer. And as you pointed out, I I went to school for engineering. So I feel like, okay, I've got that covered. I can, I can teach him, so to speak. And I'm putting teach in air quotes, right? Because I was still in the mindset that school, that, that learning and education requires a teacher-student uh, relationship, right? Somebody's got to be the teacher and somebody has to be the student. And that's wrong, okay? And the way I learned this is my third child is an artist. And there's no, there's no questioning that she is an artist. Like, sh- she has art just beaming out of her in ways that I, don't, that I didn't know could be, could exist, because I'm not the artist. And I just, I was just shaken to my core because I was like, actor, I got covered. Engineer, I got covered. I can, I can manage that. I'm the teacher. I'm a good teacher. I can do this. But for her, I didn't know what to do. And so I had somebody say to me, well, artists, you know, if she draws human beings, then she should know anatomy. That's one thing that she should learn. And of course, my brain immediately went to, great, I'll get her a teacher for anatomy, you know? And I ran up to her room. She was 11 years old. And I said, let's, let's find you a class. And she looked at me kind of, kind of with a little pity in her eyes. She goes, oh, mom. And she pulls out her sketchbook. She's been studying anatomy all this time. She's been doing drawings of the interior workings of the human knee. She showed me a double page spread. Like it was, it was, I was incredulous. And that's when I realized, oh, so when I gave you the freedom when I said to her when she was five or six years old, I said, if there's something that you love to do, purpose to do it for 15 hours, 15, 15 minutes a day. 
you just purpose to do it for 15 minutes a day and you and you watch and see if you improve if you really love it then you'll improve and it'll stick and of course the flip side of that i knew was if she decided that she didn't like it she'd she'd eliminate it early on that's that may, that's just good common sense you know but we don't tell our children that we tell them no you have to sit and do math right now this is the math hour or you have to you know you have to do your social studies whatever that is how they've perverted education over the past several decades is absurd. Common Core, please. Common Core is just a, a way of of making making learning so difficult that the child gives up. So my point with the Octavia story is she's self taught, and that's what happens when you unlock the when you unlock the potential in the child. They self teach, and then there's nothing they can't learn. Yeah, it builds in that freedom. And like you, once you have more than one, one child at home, you see how they are all different and how they learn differently. And certainly the school system is not going to provide any insight into that. That's exactly correct. In fact, the school system seeks conformity as one of its highest virtues. And so the last thing that you want to do is put a child who has unique abilities and talents into a system that seeks to uh what would uh, conform conform the child to the standard? It's a terrible, terrible thing. That it would totally have stifled Octavia. Yeah. So, can you share a little bit more about what um, what is in the playbook? Just uh, maybe a few examples, so people know what they would be getting um, when they come to the conference. Sure. Well, I I go through uh, many of the questions more in depth. The uh, questions that we've talked about. I cover. Um, I talk about socialization. I talk about curricula. Uh, you know, that's a big word. Everybody wants to, well, what curricula do we use? And I, I have a list, actually. I've put together a resource of um, what I consider to be um, adequately vetted curricula. I didn't vet them personally, but I, I have it on good authority. So it's not an exhaustive list by any means, but it is a list. And um, we've got some curricula that is represented at the conference as well. And it's also, you know, it's a, it's a community because when you embark on this, educating your children yourself, you need community. You, you can't just go out onto a, well, I suppose you could, but uh, I don't advise just going out onto a hundred acre farm and not seeing anybody ever again. Um, it's nice to have community. What's lovely about this paradigm is you choose the children that, you're, that, you're ch- that your children hang out with. And so you choose the influences on your children instead of just sending them into, you know, a vat of humans uh, and, and hoping for the best kind of thing, which is which is what people say, like, we're going to talk about socialization. Like, let's define that word. That's just a that's just a buzzword that somebody kind of invented. And it's a catch all. And it's it's actually if you really pull it apart, it's fairly meaningless. Um, so we're going to talk about that and talk about how how you go about your day, how, you know, and everybody's a little bit different. So we'll talk about the different, the different, uh, approaches to education. We'll talk about college. Um, you know, the schools are very much into college prep and career readiness and we'll talk about career too. <laughs> so it just, I'm just going to cover, and I've got guest speakers speaking also. Um, I've got somebody coming and I'm very excited about her. She's talking about classic literature and the meaning of putting uh, good books in front of your children and how to find the good books and, you know, 
maybe uh, you know we'll also cover a list of 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 uh, what ought to be required reading for young people and why why reading is that important why writing is that important right so um, it's it's an education in and of itself and what's beautiful about the home education model is that your children have been given to you to teach you things that I can't tell you what those things are, but I can guarantee you that when you determine to spend some time with your children, you will learn things that you never before imagined you could learn. And so, you know, we, we focus on what we are, you know, quote unquote, giving up when we, um, when we bring our kids home and don't give them to the state to educate. But we never really talk about the sacrifice that we make in sending our children away from us for seven or eight hours a day. And that's because people don't talk about that because they don't recognize it. But I recognize it. And I'm here to tell you, in sending your children to school, you are sacrificing the greatest part of of that story, you're sacrificing the greatest love story of your life, basically, because you will never be able to recoup the time lost with your children. And then the other thing that I want to make very clear to parents is it is not seven and a half hours a day like school is. Like we think of it when we say homeschooling, right? We think, oh, we're taking school, we're bringing it home. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to stand at a blackboard all day and teach the kids and we're going to have to do recess and we're going to have to walk them to lunch. No, 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 no. You will have more free time, almost guaranteed, especially if you have more than one child, you'll have more free time if you don't send them to school. I, yeah, I definitely do believe there's a rethinking um, of a parent's mindset. They have to rethink what their expectations are. And what their hopes and dreams are, because because the school's hopes and dreams for your child are college prep and career readiness, which I won't bore you, but if we boil it down, it's money. Mm-hmm. It's all about money. So if, if you just yeah. are concerned that your child grow up and make a ton of money, then maybe leave them in the system. But if you want your child to have a healthy life, uh, to know how to live and be uh, love and be loved, give and receive, serve, mm-hmm. th- then you don't send them into a system that values money as its highest achievement. So I love at this conference that you're going to be tackling these stumbling blocks that a lot of new, uh, you know, new families thinking about homeschooling are considering. So those are the stumbling blocks that you'll be tackling. Let's talk a little bit about your underground education community. Can you discuss this community and really who it is geared for? Yeah, of course. So uh, underground education, it's really for anybody who wants to join. Um, it's, it's where we have conversation. You know, everything is moving, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, in, in the tech world, right? Everything's going online. It's all digital. And what's great about this is you can talk to somebody, you know, you can be in Florida and be having a conversation with somebody in Nebraska and you get more information from a wider variety of sources in this manner. And so that's what we're doing on underground education where I've got, um, I've got veteran homeschoolers that are giving people tips and I've got brand newbies who are looking for tips. Right. Um, and, and it's just, it's so great to have community 
because society makes you feel like such an outsider. I just feel lucky that I, I, I guess enjoyed feeling like an outsider much of my life. So I'm used to it. Um, but I understand how hard it is for people to step outside and, and feel the chill, right? So, so underground community is a way to assuage that and, and, um, make it less, less painful. Yeah. And over the last, like you mentioned, since COVID, there's been a swell of homeschool families. So I do feel like, as you mentioned before, making those connections is really, really important when you jump into homeschooling. So what other words of encouragement could you share um, for someone who is on the fence to homeschool? One of the things that I stress in my, in my talks when I, when I do talks, things are binary choices. We're not taught this in school. We're actually confused by our schooling and, and by the culture to think that there are multiple ways of considering ideas and that there isn't any one right answer. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be wrong, but you're either right or you're wrong. It's either up or it's down. And I guess that with everything that you're seeing in schools, and I know that there are people out there who are saying, well, that's not in my school. And honestly, that's been my frustration because I talk to people who, um, who believe me and say, oh, yes, it's terrible what's happening in the schools and we really need to, you know, fix the schools. We really need to. And, and by the way, I, I don't know that we can fix the schools. I think that the whole system is, is such a perversion that it will inevitably lead us to where we are today, you see. So I don't, I don't know that going back 20 years is actually going to resolve anything. That we'll just be on the same path to where we are today. Um, so, but the reason that I say that choices are binary, it's, it's if your children, if your child is prone to abuse, why would you even consider putting them in that situation? If the babysitter hit my child, and I knew it, like I had it on video and I watched it happen. I wouldn't go to the babysitter's mom and say, hey, tell your daughter or your son not to hit my child. I would fire the babysitter. I'm done. You, one strike, you're out. That's it. My child is more important than that. And yet we have parents who are equivocating and, and somehow they, they think that maybe, maybe there's something redeeming that happens in school. It doesn't matter. In fact, in my book, so I wrote a book called They're Your Kids a few years back. Um, An Inspirational Journey from Self-Doubt to Homeschool Advocate is the subtitle. And in the first part of the book, I talk about all the terrible things that are happening in the schools. This is from years ago, right? So it's, now it's on Superdrive, whatever. Um, so it's, it's ramped up considerably since I wrote the book. But um, I also wrote a chapter called Poop in the Water. And the reason I call it that is it, it was a, a, an analogy that somebody shared with me where she said, listen, you know, it's a hot day, you're thirsty, and I give you a glass of water. And it's like, it's a nice cold glass of ice water. There's, you know, the, the, the condensation is dripping down the outside. You're thirsty, and you're just about to drink. And I say, oh, there's just a tiny little poop in the water. Are you still going to drink it? 
You go, no. So I don't want to drink poop. Well, there's poop in the water in schools. And somehow we're saying, yeah, but there's a lot of good things that happen in school. No. No, there's the opportunity for your child to be sex trafficked or to be exposed to things that they're not ready to see, for their innocence to be stolen. I just, I, I talked to, uh, it's funny, I talked to this guy who's um, staunch Christian, and uh, they were homeschooling, and then his wife got a job teaching at this little Christian school, and they were like, oh, th- this should be okay. And they put their kids in the little Christian school for a year, and they're pulling them back out again to homeschool. And he said, yeah, it just, it wasn't successful. They were on a treadmill because that's what school is. It's a treadmill. Um, it, it, it seeks to um, disable the child from being unique, right? It encourages conformity. And, but he said the, the thing that really breaks his heart is he had to have conversations with his 10-year-old that no 10-year-old should be having because of what the other kids were bringing into the classroom. You completely lose control of what goes into your child. And you've been inured to that. You've been immunized against understanding how nefarious and dangerous and abusive that is by the very institution that is busy promulgating the offense. And so all I'm saying is there's poop in the water. There's no, there's no compelling reason now. There's no compelling reason to put children in school. I don't know why you would even consider putting them in school. And the only reason that you think, oh, no, but what am I going to do is because you've been trained to think that you have to replace the school <laughs> by the school. And that you can't do it. Yes, you should teach your child to read, but you kind of already did that before kindergarten, right? So you have to, okay, so you have to spend a little bit more time sitting and reading with your kid. Um, and you have to spend time with your kid. Yes, you do. And you should enjoy that. I think, Autumn, I think that, that one of the big problems we have is, as a community, as a society, we, we have a lack of parenting. We haven't been parented in decades, in generations. We're generally, generationally unparented. And of course, it gets worse every generation. And you don't, you don't know because you only know what you grew up with. And so you think that that was parenting. But you went to school all day. So I guarantee you that you missed out on some parenting that maybe should have happened. And, and it's so hard for us to even recognize that. And so... And so then we don't know how to parent our own kids. And a lot of the problems that people are, I mean, I had somebody say to me, oh, I could never do, I could never homeschool my kids. I would kill them by Wednesday. And I looked at her and I said, do do the parents of your third grade class that you teach know that you speak about your own children that way? Like, what are we hoping for from these teachers? And this is why I bring up the, the loss of parenting. It's a loss of discipline, and parents think that they can't control their kids because they've never tried, because they've never trained their kids. And so part of what we're going to cover in the conference is training your kids, understanding how, how the parent-child relationship is 
you know, functions and using it to your best ability so that you have children who you admire, who you love, who you want to be around. In fact, that's one of Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life is, you know, train your children to be people you want to be around. Yeah, that's great. I just love that your, um, I love your honesty and your heart for families and really um, pushing for that freedom that we know um, exists when you bring your children home. And I think that parents need to know that they can do it. And um, I love the conference coming up. I think that's going to be great for anyone who is local to Palm Beach County or, you know, wherever you live, you're welcome to come to that. Um, Can you plug that website and where they can sign up for the conference? Yeah, they can, anybody can find anything really. I'm very transparent. It's all on my website, samsorbo.com. So you just go to samsorbo.com and um, the, the links for the conference is there. The, um, all my books are there, everything, all, all the, all the videos that I've done is there. So, uh, yeah, you can find everything just at samsorbo.com. And I do encourage people join underground education. It's free, totally free. And just poke around and see if you don't find a little bit of community and some conversation. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's amazing to, to learn things from people and stuff like that. So, yeah. Right. And to make those connections all across the country, which is really nice to be, to get that support that we need. So, um, well, I appreciate your time today and thank you for coming on and sharing this with us. And, um, we will look forward to having you on again. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning in to the local homeschoolers podcast. If you would like to share your homeschool story or have a local Palm Beach County resource that you would like to share on the podcast, please reach out to us at localhomeschoolers.com.